This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Hello and welcome to Line Dance Podcast with Megan Barcelia and Christopher Gonzalez. We are continuing our end of the world tournament on Line Dance Podcast where 64 dances of note uh, of recent or sustained interest to us are facing off and the last one standing gets probably danced. The idea is uh, we would want to dance these before the end of the year, if possible, at Vegas Dance Explosion or Florida Line Dance Classic, and these are the ones that we would be very likely to request at one of those events. We've already done three rounds. Uh, Each round consists of four dances, so you got two and two, and then they go to the next round, and uh, the non-winners, we don't call them losers around here, or at least I haven't yet. The non-winners also have a little face-off as well. I'm not sure how the whole shape of it's going to turn out, but we'll get to the end when we get there. In this round, Group D, we have as our first face-off, Shake That by Madison Glover versus AK Freak by Guyton Mundy and Rachel McEnany-White. And we actually just recently added Shake That to the list because we were looking at dances we hadn't done in a while and thinking about which ones we have liked in the past. And we still like Shake That. Even though it's been a while since it's been danced regularly, we still like the feeling of it. We're thinking, oh yeah, this would be a good one to dance. And I, of course, love AK Freak. Uh, I don't always request it, but I like it when it's played. I'll do it multiple nights of an event, which I usually end up doing if Bruce is there because he, he likes this one. Ah... It's a tough one. You can't you can't spell shake without AK. So you know, they're in shared company. You know what? Pitbull is in both of these. I just realized that, Mister Worldwide. He's uh, he's in shake that with Samantha Jade and in AK Freak. He's with Enrique Iglesias. What an interesting matchup. What are your thoughts? Help. <laughs> uh, honestly. I don't even know. I guess let let's start at the beginning. So shake that. It I learned shake that before I learned AK Freak. I was lucky enough to be able to get to dance that with Madison Glover at my first Vegas, which also happened to be my first circuit event ever. So that's a huge thing. It's fun. It's got different parts in it, so you get a little bit of spicy variety. AK Freak is sassy. There's some interesting spots in it. There's some areas that I've certainly learned how to play with. It's interesting because I believe this one starts not on a one count, if I am mistaken please correct me but it's an eight and one so that's different in that sense ultimately I think I'd have to give it up to AK Freak I really would I think that's what it comes down to there's a lot of spots in which I can play with the syncopation I can enjoy some of the lyrics a little bit and I think all in all, I just, I like the 
way it starts with the eight and one so that it really flows right back in and you don't feel like you're waiting that much longer to start the dance. That was a tough one. I will echo your sentiment uh, of feeling like uh, you can play with the syncopation in AK Freak. I also am just, you know, right off the bat, just going to select AK Freak as my winner of these two. Uh, because as much as I enjoy Shake That, I think I do play with AK Freak more. I, I've heard it enough times, heard, heard the song uh, I'm a Freak enough times that I can play with the lyrics in the dance. And as I mentioned in the previous episode about Time to Ride, I like that there's a look portion in AK Freak where you count it. You do kick and cross touch step, hitch, uh, or not hitch, uh, kind of like a lunge and cross. And then you do the next few movements with emphasis on turning to your left. So now you're facing nine o'clock. And I like that it's sort of subtle. It's not like a cross and kick and cross and kick, a bunch of footwork stuff. It's it's engaging other parts of your body. And the whole beginning of this dance really does that, which I enjoy. Shake That feels like most of it is clever footwork. And I enjoy that as well. Uh, there are places where I can play with the lyrics. Uh, and unfortunately... There, there is uh, a, a tag section which also changes the second time you do it and there's a restart. Um, so some of the play happens during a tag, like the woo, I enjoy that. I like when the whole room goes woo, but then at the beginning of AK Freak, I also like when people go woo, woo. So it's the battle of woos and pit bulls. Um, I, as, I, as I've mentioned, I've danced AK Freak multiple times at events and still done it with vigor every time. There have been times that I think I have sat out of Shake That when it was at its peak of being played. Uh, but I still enjoy, after the, the tag, Wah! one foot in, and you jump into part B, there's a part where you can get some air on that. And I don't know if I've ever gotten that kind of air with AK Freak. In that one, I enjoy how they say, just let, let, let me go low. And you can get real low on that bit. Uh, I like the syncopated lock steps going forward. I like the, the where you turn away for a skeet, skeet, skeet. There's just, there's so much in AK Freak that's just like naughty and kind of dirty. And I think the song for Shake That kind of plays it safe. And sometimes the the movements feel also appropriate for that theme. Uh, so if we're going late night, and I want to just get a little loose with my movements and my feeling on the dance floor, I would go with AK Freak. Shake that. I would maybe feel strongly um, a- as a dancer about doing that. Maybe in like the before ten thirty range, where I'm like, yes. I know these movements and I can do these steps and I am warming up. By the time we're hitting AK Freak, I'm like, all right, let's do this. And maybe I've already been knocked around a little bit. Pump it and whip it and a few others. Bring it. All the other it's. Long story short, moving forward in this uh, round, we've got AK Freak taking it over Shake That. Next up, it's another tough one. T- couple of our recent learns. Tiptoe, which was a relearn for you, and Party in the Hills, which was fresh for both of us. 
Uh, you know how excited I have been to dance tiptoe every time we've had an opportunity to learn it, or not learn it, to dance it since learning it. Unfortunately, you also know how excited I am to dance Party in the Hills. I think I would just go out of confidence in the steps with tiptoe on this one, because sometimes I feel like I'm faking it a little on Party in the Hills, or a little bit between the second and third eight counts. I like that there's only the one tag. I like that it, the tag is very similar to Slowly, Gently, Softly by Gary O'Reilly. Um, what's you, There's another tag? Yeah. Is there another tag? In Party in the Hills? Oh, sorry. Oh, you're right. Sorry. Yeah, Party in the Hills. Yeah. Uh, yeah, with Party in the Hills, I, I like that that section just feels like you're doing the beginning of SGS. Um, I like the way I can whip into the, after the sweep, sweep, hitch, turn, turn, rock. I like that it just throws you into the beginning for Party in the Hills. And then a lot of things happen. They're just things that happen with your feet. And I'm okay with that. When I first learned this dance, I wasn't as okay with it. I was a little like, what are we doing here? Why are we doing this? What are these movements supposed to be? How does this fit in with the music? And since I've stopped questioning it, I have learned to enjoy Party in the Hills much more for what it is. And and what? Is it, is it a Party in the Hills? Is, is it a Party in the Hills? Well, here we are in Sonoma County. got hills all over the place, and I would dance this on any of them. Uh, <laughs> you look very proud and whatever the opposite of proud is of yourself for that one uh, however with with all that said I think there's more to do in tiptoe and I get more of a sense of glee from getting up on my toes for the uh, and the up up down down up up down I like the and, and then the right left cheek right cheek there's so much going on in tiptoe and I just feel so delighted and I can get a little street when I first learned this, this was one of those um, kind of like Rapper's Delight where it made me angry. I didn't really have it. I felt like everyone else in the room that I was teaching it to did, uh, or maybe they were just faking it really well. And I had to set it down for a long time, many months before I could come back to it. And then when it was time, I did relearn it, and I have enjoyed it so much ever since relearning it. Uh, I am definitely giving this one a tiptoe for myself. Oh, 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 I didn't even say the choreographers. Tiptoes by Fred Whitehouse. Party in the Hills is by Fred Whitehouse, Joey Warren, and Shane McKeever. So for me, Tiptoe takes it. The reason why Tiptoe takes it over the other Party in the Hills is because I love, love, love the first tag left cheek right cheek left cheek it's just too much fun um to be fair one of the main reasons why you enjoy the dance tiptoe that tiptoe and like putting your arms above your head like a little ballerina is actually probably one of the reasons i would hesitate or i, I not i would i did hesitate over party in the hills it that okay and this sounds really weird that's my least favorite part of this dance i love 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 everything else about it that it's just it's not as satisfying for me as it is for a lot of other people 
However, there's so many other things about this dance that is so satisfying. It's just why it takes it in this particular face off. Party in the Hills is satisfying. It's fun. It's got a couple spots in which I can emphasize the the hit of the movement. I do enjoy the tag. I I haven't missed the tag yet. I always know it happens the first time you face the back wall. The problem is I generally miss the first wall because I'm struggling to remember where it flows. And once I can connect it back from the end, it's one of those that I have to get a good chunk of the way through the dance to remember how the first half of the dance goes. And that I think comes down just the fact that we haven't danced as much as some of the other dances at this point. I do enjoy both both of them. However, Tiptoe is is the winner in my case. Yeah, that 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 sold it for me. People looked like they were having so much fun with that. And sort of like Bradley doing the arm bits in gyrate and then going back to his seat or Jono doing that. That is the that is the part that I would go out for. I would go out and just do the ballerina bit and then, you know, the rest of it's like, oh, well, this is part A. I don't need to do this part because I don't, I don't actually know it. Um, but that part B was like a gateway drug for me to learn the rest of it just so I could do um, the rest, just so I could do part B uh, legitimately as part of a full dance. Uh, that said... We now have the two winners, AK Freak and Tiptoe, against each other. And as much as I like Tiptoe right now, I must acknowledge that this is still new and shiny and fresh for me. Whereas AK Freak has proven itself to me over time as one that I have enjoyed at numerous events over multiple years. I imagine I would still like Tiptoe in the future, but I say that having never actually wrung it out like a sponge at an event and come back for more. I might say, okay, I'm done you know, being up on my toes now. I, I've had my peak moment with it, my peak experience uh, at you know this string of events all back to back within three months. Uh, AK Freak, I, I don't push it as a request upon the DJ, but I'm happy when I hear the bum 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 come up over the uh, the speaker. Uh, also, I don't think I've ever really had that sort of frustration slash anger with AK Freak. I know that in the last eight counts, it gets a little weird, and I do remember that slowing me down. Um, but with Tiptoe, I remember just uh, being bummed out that I didn't get it, but everyone that I was, I was teaching it to was ready to go on. <laughs> That was a weird feeling for me. Uh, I don't really hold that against it, but I mean, if I if I have to call such a close one here, I'm gonna go personally with AK Freak. Yeah, when you get so, a situation like this where you have to decide between these two, where it's neck and neck, you you find some really strange tiebreakers. And I think this particular tiebreaker for me goes to AK Freak 
And I think what it comes down to is I can go a very long period of time without hearing AK Freak and having the opportunity to dance it and it getting played and for the most part remembering it. And what I don't remember, I can fake enough until I do where it doesn't throw me off. Whereas tiptoe, I've learned, lost, learned, lost, and learned again. It does get easier with each relearn. However, in between, had I attempted to follow the dance or had attempted to fake my way through some of the dance, I, I think there's just so much footwork in that particular one. And with it having the different sections, although if I remember correctly, they pretty much go in order. Uh, so it could be just considered a very long dance. However, with the sections, I think that's what takes a little bit more thought process for me. Whereas AK Freak is just the one fluid dance. So I think that's going to have to be the tiebreaker because I enjoy both of them. So... All right. Well, now looking at our our two uh, first non-winners, uh, we got Shake That versus Party in the Hills. And I'm going to go with Party in the Hills because I remember in Shake That, as I mentioned, it, it, it has an A, a B, and there's a tag. And, um, I remember not remembering whether I was supposed to go into part A or part B after one chunk. And it's where Pitbull starts his rap. And I would be all excited to maybe do a part B. And it's, no, you have to step to the side. It's, it's Pitbull. It's part A. I had to remind myself of that so many times. Also, at the end, when you're doing part B and you're the, ah, one foot in, I do like doing part B. But then you keep going. There's more part B. And it... it it feels like you're doing a lot. Party in the Hills always feels short. I feel like I want to do more. And it's over before I can. So it, you know, over time trains your brain to get more excited and, and really, you know, break out the gate running because you know you don't have much time. So you had better enjoy every bit of this dance while you can because it's going to be over soon. Uh, I, I do enjoy both, and for me, Party in the Hills could be seen as like a new shiny or something. However, one difference between AK Freak and Shake That is that AK Freak has been played many times, and I continue to keep going back for it. Uh, and I think there have been times when I've requested it. I don't know that I've requested Shake That in the last year. I played it at Marathon when I was DJ, and uh, Madison was on staff because I thought oh, a lot of people will know it. But that's the closest I could say uh, I have come to being directly involved with that being played. Uh, I, I don't typically even think, oh yeah, that's a dance that I could do, so I forget to request it. Uh, Party in the Hills, though, I've been requesting at Stoney's, which is a country bar in Sacramento near us. And it was done as a competition dance for Stagecoach Country Music Festival down in San Diego because it's popular down there. Uh, like, I'm still excited to dance that. So 
for those reasons and and you know, the others that I mentioned, the simple tag compared to the slightly more complicated one in Shake That, I would go with Party in the Hills over Shake That in this mini round. Yeah. I think I'm going to echo a majority of your sentiments on this particular one. Party in the Hills, there's a lot of really fond memories that I have with Shake That. However, I knew exactly what you were talking about when you were talking about the remembering that, no, this is the time you do that. And also having to repeat the section for several walls. I I do, I feel like I've gotten just enough when I dance Party in the Hills that it's like, wait, 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 one more, one more, one more. So it leaves you wanting more, but it is also satisfying that if it doesn't get played, you still feel like you got to dance it. So it's it's one of those fine line ones. So I think I, I would end up with uh, Party in the Hills as well. Sweet. Well, that makes the next section easier because uh, the non-winner of Tiptoe uh, faces off against non-winner Party in the Hills, and we already did that. Tiptoe won that one. So we move on to the next chunk, the next round. We have Respectable by Rohidas Broto versus People Help the People by Rohidas Broto and Friends. And I'm going to pull up the step sheet. I know offhand that we've got Darren Bailey and Roy Verdonk in there and I think Pim Van Trottel, but I'll just, I'll just pull up the sheet and hand it to you while we discuss Respectable and People Help the People. Okay, so Respectable. Fun, enjoyable movements. Interesting song choice. There is a couple spots in which you can play. It actually can be song switched. We've we've experimented with it a little bit in that sense, and it has been enjoyable. However, it's up against people help the people. And that piece I I don't even know how many times I watched five different views of the same event of Darren and Fred dancing it and I could go back and watch them over and over and over again because just watching them dance this dance is amazing that's just watching them that's not actually how the dance feels you get up and you start dancing this choreography to this piece of music it is so satisfying there is a one or two little tricky parts in timing because hey newsflash Roy Hadesbroto is involved with it so it is what it is but when you know the song when you've listened to it enough times you just feel it so you know when to slow down or go at normal pace for the choreography and they just did such a good job of expressing what I think the song was trying to express with the movement. And it's so satisfying. I am actually a very big fan of Birdie as an artist. So I was really excited to know that she has some pieces of music that we have created line dances to. And I have thoroughly enjoyed every opportunity I've had with People Help the People. Now, with that said, again, I'm still giving it to People Help the People. 
respectable being a more upbeat tempo and it being able to be song switch is a less of a needy dance than people help the people so you can take it with you other places i could see myself dancing respectable to even country songs at say a country venue bar whereas people help the people is certainly more of an a mood kind of setting but uh, yeah people help the people i feel like a dancer when i dance that dance yep definitely i'm also going with people help the people uh the lyrics are abstract enough in the song that you can hear something different every time just like skinny love uh i also enjoy what birdie did with this uh there's a lot of build so you can build in the dance with your movements respectable is pretty straight all the way through and it's not phrased even though the music changes uh in its phrasing so you're dancing through sections it doesn't really feel like movements are are married to parts in the music they're just really interesting and then they chain together uh now watching videos of roy dancing it can seem like a performance when he's just open dancing it with people and i've rewatched those many times as well but i think a lot of that is just roy being roy because he does just amazing things with his body and other people in those videos also are able to keep up uh However, as you mentioned, we watched so many open tabs worth of videos on People Help the People, and a lot of different people uh, who were involved in it have danced it in different ways. You already mentioned um, Darren dancing it with Fred, who was not part of the, the choreographic team, uh, but also you know Roy has a, a video of himself dancing it, uh, Roy Hidesabrado. Raymond Sarlamane dances it in one video with Darren and Roy and uh, Raymond is on that team. I don't know that I've seen Roy Verdonk dance it. He's also involved. Uh, the total is uh, five for chore- choreographers on this. Roy Hedisbrodo, Roy Verdonk, Raymond Sarlemagne, Darren Bailey, and Pim van Trottel of the Netherlands. And you see something different in each of them. They each accentuate different things and that kind of invites you to bring your own expression to it. Uh, respectable. I haven't seen an, a large enough sample size to get that same feeling. I just learned it because it looked cool and seemed kind of complicated. And I thought I should learn this. Uh, I don't really feel things when I dance it, though. I I feel more out of rapper's delight doing all those weird funky movements, and I feel bouncy and fun. Uh, whereas with respectable, it feels like oh, okay, we're gonna get through this one. <laughs> it's like natural selection. We're literally gonna get through this. Um, or Fuego, where you'll learn it to learn it, and then you don't think, oh, it's going to feel so good the next time I put those movements in my body, uh, hearing the song on Spotify. People help the people. I'm still rough on the transitions from section to section, but when I'm actually doing it, it feels right. There are definitely um, pairings of movement to music throughout that dance. Like, reaching and and shaking with your shoulders it seems odd and it seems like a a lot of movements i I probably wouldn't choreograph myself because i wouldn't have thought of them but i'm glad that somebody did or many people did with people help the people so i'm definitely going with that one uh next round is crash versus revolution and it's fred versus fred i'm gonna go with revolution right off the bat 
Uh, it's upbeat. It's it's it soars toward the end. She gets quiet and then she builds back up, and it's whoa! Ah, uh, like I feel like I'm flying. And yes, it takes a lot out of me. There's so much energy. Yes, there there was a section that I felt frustrated in after doing the Charleston because I don't remember. Do I do the slow part now? Do I do the shuffle part? When's the chase turn? It took a little work getting the end of that dance down. Crash did not take as long, um, but it's so satisfying, so rewarding. I know I need a lot of space to do it, so I just don't do it if I don't have that much space. But when I do, again, gliding, galloping, uh, running around in a circle, the woo that people do at events, like that one I'm looking forward to doing at an event. Crash for me is a little too mellow. Uh, There are parts in the second half that are too similar to each other. So I don't know, am I doing the turning and then the lock step and then the roll back? No, that part's at the end. This is the this is the part where I turn and then I coaster step and then I kick and then I skate skate. I don't like having to think that much. I don't like being confused about which section I'm on if I'm spacing out. I like to just know this is this part now. And to, to be fair, Revolution actually has a couple spots where I've gotten confused as well. But at least with that, once I get back on track, it it like punches my body into into the slot so that I do it that same way the rest of the dance. Crash, I might get confused again two walls later. Um, yeah, that's my take on Revolution and Crash. And mine is 100% the opposite. There's so many things about Crash that I could say that just, ah, uh, yeah. Revolution, fun dance. It is very upbeat. It starts differently than a lot of dances. I'm not used to, okay, very first count, turn to the side. I was like, wait, what? What just happened? It's fun. It is enjoyable in the fact that there's certain movements that hit so satisfying. And there's a lot of times with upbeat dances when you stop and it feels like you're stuck, like you want to keep going. Uh, I know Christopher and I have specifically spoken about them uh, in, you know, past conversations about how, like, this one feels weird because, like, all of a sudden I'm, like, not moving anymore. I'm focused on my, just my feet in place. But there's the, there's still something the way revolution has accomplished that quote-unquote stationary or lack of traveling movement but you don't feel like you've gotten stuck somewhere for instance like the part where you hit the apple jacks like I still very much feel like I'm it's just as important as when you're doing any kind of weave or the jump or anything like that it's still very satisfying and very enjoyable However, that Charleston throws me off. The spiral into the chase turn, in it, it's too much thought process at too quickly for me for a dance that screams fun and play. Now, I haven't had enough practice with it, so I'm sure that that'll just come with a matter of repetitions. It is what it is. It's also very needy in the sense that it's one of those dances that screams let me soar, which means I need the space. And a lot of places we just don't have that kind of space. So all of that 
has a criteria like it needs to meet this one it needs to meet that one it needs to do this it needs to do that so for me revolution is an amazing dance fun song really really well done but when it's up against crash crash is fun it glides it has a couple little pops and hits if you're listening to the music if you've done it right there's spots where you can hold there's spots where you can incorporate arm stuff and like little heart signs that I mean I've I've done crash for so long I hear the music and I just I get excited I love it it's just it speaks to me in so many ways this was the first dance I learned from Fred himself it was at Big Bang I remember I was sitting in the DJ booth and I wasn't even going to take the lesson and he was having so much fun up there I had to get out and learn this dance and I have been so thankful ever since not to mention how much John Robinson enjoys this dance. And I love when I get the opportunity to dance this dance, which I really enjoy next to him. It's so much fun to see how he hits it differently and what he hears and gets, I actually get to play and interact with him while we're dancing this one. There's, it just speaks to the choreography when John Robinson comes running into the ballroom to dance this dance. And maybe it's just because I have loved it for as long as I have that I've noticed every time he runs into the ballroom for it. And so it adds that extra little cherry on top for me because I also love being able to share that with someone who's so passionate about dance. So I cannot speak highly enough about crash and what it means to me personally I've enjoyed it I like the sound of the song I like the feel of the the movements I like the idea I don't question when I'm supposed to do something it's just my body knows so that again could be from repetition but I love crash However, I did say in the last episode that tiebreakers go to your discretion so that there's a consistency throughout. So I guess a revolution's gonna have to take it. Woo! <clears throat> All right, so that gives us people help the people versus revolution. And that's... That's a tough one because I did mention that Revolution makes me real happy. Uh, the two restarts confused me when I first learned them. Um, and the exhaustion is fine if it's while you're still fresh. Um, if you're already a little worn out and then you try to do it, then it can feel maybe a little long. Uh, people help the people, in theory, could be very pretty. For me to dance but i don't know it well enough for it to be pretty so right now it's just kind of like okay this part goes into this part and wait what's the timing on this part now it's the timing changes so someday that might be real nice um revolution i'm already like 94 percent of where i'm gonna be on that uh so i feel like realistically like on paper 
I should say people help the people, but realistically, practically, within the next month, I will probably feel freer uh, dancing revolution, even if it makes me a little tired. I'm going to have to say revolution as well. I Again, I love people help the people. The song, the movement, so pretty, so just, oh. But revolution for some reason when I'm comparing these two there's something about it about the song about how it's choreographed to that just it sends more energy through me at this moment in time so I think I'm gonna have to go with revolution all right so among the non-winners we have respectable and crash I'm going with crash uh, it restarts when it sounds like there should be a restart. Respectable does not do that. Uh, also, with Respectable, I definitely feel the exhaustion just did a workout with less of the lifted up, my love is soaring on eagle's wings the way I do in Revolution. Um, also, you really need a, a smooth surface for Respectable and Crash you do anywhere. Um, you, there are no mood mocks or glides. It's very casual. So while I might not request crash uh and i might not even request respectable uh, i would see crash and think yeah i could do that it doesn't even matter what time of night it is i could be tired it could be an open I'm like oh yeah i can do that i i might have to think twice on respectable i have different reasons but yes absolutely crash hands down crash i love crash uh respectable i enjoy i can do it i never question if I know the dance for some reason I you you helped me learn it the first night we learned it together and it's just kind of been in my body ever since and generally speaking it doesn't take very long for me to pull it right back out I can kind of predict one or two counts ahead and that normally gives me enough time to be like oh, oh no that's right that's right yeah that's right so Respectable is a really good dance. I enjoy it, but there's just it's up against Crash. So that gives us a kind of a tough next matchup, which is People Help the People versus Crash. And I'm going to go with People Help the People because I would rather learn to beautify and perfect People Help the People and extract the most beauty out of it that I can the way I would want to with Speechless rather than learn to play with and embellish crash which i think is what i would have to do because it feels a little too vanilla uh, as it is when i dance it i, I want to feel the highs and lows of people help the people and i don't know that i'm going to find that in crash and it's gonna go to crash on my part granted tiebreaker says people help the people but my logic behind this is i very 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 much enjoy people help the people and it's a beautiful dance and i know i'm going to it's going to be one of my top dances for a very very long time but when it comes to crash the song has spoken to me for so long now the dance has just been in my muscle memory it's like walking or breathing it's just something i know i don't have to think about how I'm standing or executing a move because it just is what it is because I've been doing it for so long now and 
I look forward to the next time I get to dance it. Whereas people help the people, there's still that, am I going to be pretty enough? Am I going to do this dance justice? So there, there's that strain on that one. All right, next round. Both of these have made me angry at one point or another. Let It Out by Rachel McEnany-White versus Swing Your Chains by DeSource and Sean McGuire. And I learned Let It Out uh, at Northwest Line Dance Blast with you. Um, so at some point in the demo or, or when, when she taught it and Jesse panned around the room, I must have known it. Then for several months, I didn't remember it, but you did. And I would just, you know, kind of huff in my chair at events and be like, oh, I used to know that, that counts. Um, and I didn't bother to relearn it. And then at some point I listened to the song and I got in the groove and I'd seen it at enough events. I thought, you know, I should get this back. And then I did, and it was all right. Um, it still feels a, a little funky and kind of long, and I sometimes get a little tired. Um, when I do Swing Your Chains, I also feel tired, but that's because it just is so long. I don't, I don't really play with it the way a lot of other people play with it. It doesn't feel like there's enough there, that, and the song isn't there enough for me to to say oh yeah i have so much opportunity here this this is really tickling my fancies so i'm gonna i'm gonna sneak something in here the way i would with have fun go mad to shake that by eminem featuring nate dog uh with swing your chains it just seems like well if this is gonna be playing i better make the most of it so then i get up and i do it uh if let it out were playing in a ballroom i could choose to do it or maybe not and i think i'd be fine either way uh if Swing Your Chains were playing, I'd probably have more fun just watching all the art. But then I would probably, if I sat out of Let It Out, would not be watching for any art. That's one that you really have to do or not. Swing Your Chains, I can do or not. Um, but if even if I don't, there's some value to be found in just the uh, artistic expression of others. So while I started this very long uh, thesis statement thinking, oh yeah, of course it's going to be let it out because you know I can do more with it. It's more fun and I can slap my knees and whatever and it's got Snoop Dogg. On artistic merit, I guess I'll say I can see a case for Swing Your Chain and I'll go with that. That makes me so happy. <laughs> to be fair, I enjoy both of these dances. Like you had mentioned, we had learned it together and I've held on to it since then. It's fun. It's as you've you've said in the past a little street there's some interesting movements in it with the the knee slaps and then the kick and rock backs and then the in out in part and very unique choreography very enjoyable a lot of fun the song is catchy the song is fun but oh dear heavens the simplicity of the dance to swing your chains coupled with that song leaves so much room i half the time i don't know what i'm doing as i'm playing with this dance it's just literally my body is moving to this piece of music in some sense of a out lined frame of what the dance was originally choreographed to look like one of my favorite memories has to be when 
you had filmed me dancing next to Rachel at, I think it was last year's Florida, actually, or maybe the year prior. And I didn't know you had taken the film at the time. I was so just in my zone with this dance. And I remember afterwards, I've watched it a hundred times just watching how she plays with it and just seeing what she does. And it's just the way people can express themselves with this dance is so cool. And then you also took the opportunity to film a bunch of us next to Roy Harshbroto dancing it. And of course, you know, Mr. I see music and colors he hears things that I mean I've I've heard this song a hundred times and I haven't even scratched the surface for what he can hear and it's so cool to see what he can do with it so hands down swing your chains the song oh it just down my spine tingles and the fact that they took the simplicity of the steps. Now with that said, as weird as this is, I don't think the simplicity of the steps would be as good if it was done to a different track. I think it's it's the whole package makes this for it for me. Hmm. Interesting. Up next we have Uphill Battle and Get Out the Kitchen. It's a little so, Joey, Joey Warren Joey. versus Joey Warren. I'm going with Get Out the Kitchen. Uh, it was frustrating to learn the multiple times that I had to come back to this one. But now that I've got it uh, and I'm not going to lose it, it is very satisfying to do. And it does hit the music. He tries to hit everything in his fast dances. Um, Uphill Battle, I learned at the same time as Wiser and Older, and that was a mistake. Joey has a lot of very pretty nightclubs. Um, of those, I, I, my, I think my favorite is Fault Line. And I think I just kind of stopped there. I don't think I, I really felt a need to learn Wiser and Older or Uphill Battle. I just kind of learned them because I thought I should at some point. So then I did. And that wasn't enough. Talking to the Moon's another one. And I lost that the night that I had it. Um, so for Uphill Battle, there wasn't a strong need to hold on to it. And when we did get it back the other day, we were trying to remember it uh, just off the music alone. It came back, but I felt like it took too long for it to come back. I don't think the fault line ever really took that long to get back. Uh, it has a tag, uh, and then you know you, you start again. I, I sometimes get confused about the up, up, down, down at the end. So there isn't enough. That I, it's a very pretty song, and I like that he he brings out that prettiness in the movements. Uh, but with Get Out the Kitchen, I feel like strong and raw and powerful and I'm just like charging all over. I feel like I'm playing the whole time. I'm bouncing like in Rapper's Delight, uh, which I mentioned in the previous episode. So I get that confidence and I don't really have that confidence with Uphill Battle. I haven't danced at an event yet, so I haven't really stretched my wings on that. I imagine it'll it'll go well enough, but uh, Get Out the Kitchen, we've done at a country bar and that was stellar. So um, I'd definitely go with Get Out the Kitchen. There has been two dances in my line dance career that have been so frustrating for me to learn that it literally brought me to tears. Get Out of the Kitchen is one of them. 
there was so much movement and for some reason with the direction changes and the taps and the touches and this time you have weight on this foot and next time you have weight on the other foot and there's just so many things and nuances and I was not ready I was not ready when I first learned this one uphill battle I remember we were gonna go to I want to say maybe it was Windy City I, I could be mistaken at the moment we were going to go to an event where Joey was at after being at an event with Joey that I was lucky enough to demo with him I've made it more of a point to be a little bit prepared for at least one or two dances per choreographer and this way I can demo it and I saw that uphill battle was going to be one of the ones that was going to be being taught and so I chose on my lunch break as I was working at the pharmacy to go over that one I remember learning it it was pretty easy for me to pick up I remember being able to figure out which wall I should be facing with very little difficulty the tag was a little different but even that wasn't too complicated for me to understand and the song oh my gosh does the song speak to me with the fact that I know that I can be a difficult person and challenging but as a whole piece with the song and the choreography it it's just very well put together i really really enjoy that one generally speaking i don't have too much of a hard time remembering it i do know that that whatever was going on that day where we were reviewing it without actually reviewing it we just had the song on like it should not have taken me as long as it did and it was only because my timing was off i wasn't listening to the song i was trying to count and that was just that doesn't typically work well with me now with all of that said it would be get out of the kitchen I do very much enjoy Uphill Battle, but Get Out of the Kitchen is sassy, it's fun, and although it made me cry, I pushed through it, I reviewed it, I took some time away from it, came back and had you rewalk me through it, and although I'm still struggling with it, I couldn't do it on my own. I would have to have someone there for the comfort at this moment in time. I know that I'm close enough that with a few more repetitions, I'm going to have it and be confident in it. And I really, really enjoy it. It's fun. It's challenging. It's fast. And there's just a few spots that are just so satisfying when you hit them. And so I would definitely give it up to get out the kitchen. Yay. Which takes us to our next round, which is Get Out the Kitchen versus Swing Your Chains. And I went into both of these at length already, um, so it'll be no surprise if I say I'm going with Get Out the Kitchen on this one. If I never danced Swing Your Chains again, I'd, you know, I'd be, oh, okay, that's all right. You know, not everything can be danced forever. 
Um, if I couldn't dance Get Out the Kitchen again, I would be sad. I would want to do it at least just one more time as hard as I could. Loud speaker system, nice smooth floor, and just dance that thing into the ground. Um, I don't know that I would need to do that with Swing Your Chance. I am 100% certainly the opposite, but tiebreaker goes to Get Out the Kitchen. I Again, I love Swing Your Change for the sheer fact that it has all of that room. Yay. All right. Uh, that takes us to the non-winners. Let It Out versus Uphill Battle. I'm going with Let It Out. It's more, for me, just fun for what I'm looking for in a dance. And as I said, if I want a, a nice, slow, pretty Joey nightclub, I would just request Vault Line because I already like that one. Whereas Uphill Battle, I would have to like talk myself into coming back to with a lot of repetitions. And I could just sit back and enjoy the song, watch other people dance. Let It Out, I would dance. You bring up some really good points with the fact that you could request Fault Line. I do. If I if it was Fault Line up against Uphill Battle, it would be Fault Line. So I can see where that argument holds some weight. And then Let It Out, again, has some very unique movements, and I've thoroughly enjoyed it. So from there, it's Let It Out versus Swing Your Chains. I know where that's going to go for you, but for me, it's definitely, hands down, Swing Your Chains. And for me, it's Let It Out. All right. So we'll see what happens in this next group since we have about seven minutes. If we have to cut it midway, we'll just finish the rest at the start of the next episode. All right. Back it up versus trust me. For me, that's a quick trust me. Back it up feels long for me. It's two walls, 32 counts, about mm, a little past halfway. I feel like I'm, I'm good. I think there's even a short version that some people do at events. I just... I just uh, I, w- I would go trust me and dance the whole thing at length. And I love that weird song. By, by weird, of course, I mean foreign. For me, it's going to be back it up. I like the way the movements hit. I enjoy the way I'm able to play with it. I have yet to figure out how to play with trust me. Um, I also enjoy the fact that I have been able to song switch back it up. So I've been able to pl- dance it to Country Girl Shake It For Me by Luke Bryan at some uh, bar venues. And so I've gotten more use out of it than I've figured out Trust Me yet. When I say weird and foreign, <laughs> what I mean is uh, it's not what one would expect. Like uh, Euro pop meets opera. And you can't even find the song on Spotify. So it's a rarity to see it out in the wild being danced. Uh, Trust Me is by Jerry Morrison. Back It Up is by Darren Bailey. And I think it might just be Darren Bailey, but I can look that up in a little bit. Uh, All right, next in this round, we have Woo Woo versus Boys Like You. And these are both Rachel Mack and Annie White. It's like the bracket nose to, to make this interesting for us. Uh, Woo Woo and Boys Like You. Woo Woo super sassy. Uh, boys like you, I have gotten confused and frustrated by um, the walking forward on the left, and then later on in the last 16 counts, the rocking, and then coming back on the right with the lockstep. That confused me when I first learned it. I enjoy it. I don't always think to request it, and I don't really listen to the song recreationally. I do with Woo Woo. I was obsessed with it for a little while after I learned it, uh, I, and I like the song just as a song. Uh, and there's this boom-ba, boom-ba, boom, a running bass line that just tickles my musical heart every time I hear it. So I'm going to go with woo-woo for those reasons and possibly more. 
I thoroughly enjoy the song of Boys Like You. The dance is fun. It's different in some of its movements. However, there's one or two spots that I do get confused. Whereas Woo Woo is sassy and I have enjoyed it since I learned it. I have absolutely 100% not needed very much when it's been a gap of time to just a quick review. Mostly, I just need the song played again and to remember, is it flick before knee pops or knee pops and then a flick? And that's mostly all I need for review. Woo Woo is, oh yeah, yeah, I'm going to go with Woo Woo. All right, now we have Trust Me versus Woo Woo, and I think I'm going to have to stick with Woo Woo on this. With Trust Me, it, it helps that it's a novel pairing of, of uh, musical types. Um, however, you don't want to necessarily replay it too often because it's a novelty thing. Uh, it does kind of stop you when you do the big turn, and then you step and heal and heal and step and heal and heal. I suddenly feel grounded, and that's a little awkward. Woo Woo can be like that as well when you do the flick and knee pop and uh, swivel and swivel. That can be a little stilting and grounding in a similar way. Uh, however, overall, I-, I would say that I would enjoy doing Woo Woo multiple times across a weekend. And trust me, I only really need the once just because it's so unusual. Um, also, I think I, I did do that many times when woo-woo, when I first learned woo-woo. I haven't really needed to do that with Trust Me. Again, mine would be woo-woo as well. I've thoroughly enjoyed that dance. I've gotten more use out of it. It's got a little bit more variety where maybe Trust Me has a little bit more of a repetitious feeling towards some of the movements even with its uniqueness so i would uh, probably go that way all right so that takes us to our uh, non-winner round of back it up by darren bailey and raymond sarlemagne because he was involved in that as well uh and boys like you back it up there is a lot of room for play and it can be a little sassy uh and you know i don't know that it, I, even the times that i have forgotten which part I'm at because when, when I lose track of where I am I forget uh, which turn I'm doing and whether it's faster or slower um, but I don't think it's ever frustrated me as much as Boys Like You has I like where Boys Like You hits and clicks at the beginning um, but if I quote unquote had to do one of these all three nights of an event I could find something different to do with Back It Up every time Boys Like You I only really need to do once every six months or so so I would go with Back It Up I can definitely echo that sentiment. All right. So uh, with that, we have Trust Me and Back It Up. And we already did that. And I went with Trust Me. Thoughts? I'd still go with Back It Up. (laughs) All right. Well, this takes us into our last minute and 15 seconds. So, uh, wow, hey, we're, we're getting caught up. We're, we're almost on schedule to, uh, to get all of these with four per episode. Uh, we're still behind by one, but that's all right. Oh, well, I can breathe for the last minute. Uh, this has been Line Dance Podcast with Megan Barcelia and Christopher Gonzalez. We thank you so much for tuning in each and every week. You can find us at linedancepodcast.com for full archive of all the episodes. Uh, and you can hear us streaming on linedancer-radio.com. Thank you so much to our our hopefully more than one listener, maybe two listeners, uh, 
Until next time, we'll be very excited to see, see you on, on the, the dance, dance floor. floor.